0: So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show, Tina Talks A Lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, hello, hello. It is story time on the podcast today. You know, this is my favorite when I get to share real life stories with you that I have encountered or that I have learned about uh, it is absolutely my favorite. So, usually these podcasts are a little bit longer because they have stories. So, the title of this podcast is Upsell to Serve. Uh, this topic is one I love to teach on. Uh, and once you find, uh, you hear, I guess, what, some of these stories, I think you'll find some really valuable lessons within them. So, let's start out with this question What is your money story. Now, this is a question that I have been asked several times when I've been part of different courses and had different coaches, whether it was a group coaching setting or individual coaching. uh, I have been asked this question on a regular basis. Now, if you haven't been asked that question, more than likely you haven't taken a course or worked with a coach that worked specifically um, on sales or money. And I do believe that this topic and this question is very important, especially if you are not seeing the success that you feel um, you should or that you see others uh, seen and you're not. I think that this could be a really big block for a lot of people because they haven't asked themselves this question and they haven't dove into their past. Now, I don't claim to be a counselor or even a coach at this moment, um, but I do think that this is a valid question that I, I actually should be asking more people. Now, I don't need to hear the answer, but I do want you all to reflect on this i can go into my past although i know that we didn't have a lot of money when i was growing up it actually wasn't really ever brought to my attention i had what i needed i had what i desired i had the things that i asked for uh, they weren't given to me in you know plentiful ways but I but they were given to me um enough, right? And so um the only uh piece of this that I do know has impacted me in my life, um, as far as my money story goes, is that I keep a lot of things. So if you're you're my friend, you know this about me. Now I'm not at hoarder status, although I do look around my office right now and it's disaster zone. Um it's a little bit how my brain works, but it's also because I keep things because I, what if I need it later? Now, if you can relate with that, that is a part of your money story. It does say things like, you're not sure if you get rid of this, you can get it again. Now, my husband has said to me, babe, you know, what's cool is you actually like to shop. And so you like to buy things actually not shop, but you like to buy things so you can replace it if you need it later down the road. Right. And we have the financial resource to do it. I have to be reminded of that uh, still. So that's still a part of my money story, still something uh, that I'm working through. And I'm sure it affects me uh, in my business, actually, probably on a regular basis. Now, here's the thing, and a huge newsflash for everybody, uh, including myself, not everyone's broke. And not everyone else has a scarcity mindset. So today we're talking about upsell to serve, right? And I think that a scarcity mindset is the reason why we don't actually upsell to our customers or to our clients. So the thing is, it's a scarcity mindset. So your mindset, you believe that if one person wins, another person loses, okay? So a little bit different than my examples with like my childhood or your money story, um, but I do believe that when you feel broke or when you had lack, there was lack maybe in your story. Um, It goes into a scarcity mindset. And then a scarcity mindset believes that if a person wins, another one loses. And this is why we don't sell more. We feel that if we ask for someone to spend more money, it's giving us more in our bank account. And it's taking from that person. When in reality, when people are upsold on something, they're actually receiving something better or something more that they actually need or want. In our mind, we think, oh, they can't afford that, right? Or, oh gosh, if they buy that, yes, I'm I'm selling them more. They know I'm going to make more, right? I mean, silly things like uh, when restaurants charge more uh for a side of ranch right uh you see that bill come through and it's an extra 50 cents well they're simply just covering their cost the server is asking if they want an addition right um you know onions and mushroom on their on their steak or um a side of something or an upsell uh with a a real drink to a nicer you know top shelf alcohol right so you know, sometimes if you have a scarcity mindset and you're sitting at the table and you're asked if you want those things, you might be thinking, oh, she's trying to sell me more. Right. But if you want those things, you're thinking, gosh, I'm so glad she asked me. Now, in my earlier drinking years, <laughs> I definitely was like, oh, I'll drink anything. Right. Maybe my body was, uh, you know, more open to that. Uh, now, if I drink something that was real, I can't even imagine how I would feel a headache, gross. Pu- I mean, just all of the different things, right? Like I, if I'm going to have a drink because I drink so rarely, I want it to be like the finest of fine. I want it to be the best of the best. If I'm at a restaurant and a bartender or a server doesn't ask me what alcohol I want or give me an option. I think, are you kidding me? Like, do you, I'm actually slightly offended and you may be in the same spot. I'm kind of like, do you really think I'm going to drink like Karka vodka from back on the rail? Like I'm no, and that might sound super bratty, but I promise you that most people, (laughs) I guess I shouldn't, shouldn't say most, but a lot of people are thinking that same exact thing. Like I would never drink that. I can't even believe you would think I would drink that. That's disgusting or a cheap bottle of wine or whatever that is. And that's not snobby. It's just that I love quality items. And I'm when I'm having one, <laughs> um, especially, I want to make sure that it's it's high quality. It's worth it. It tastes great. It's awesome, right? Anyways, so I believe that's part of that person's story. Right. So, um, you know, I've been to some dive bars. I still order a nice alcohol. Well, they're so used to right someone just wanting rail or just wanting cheap or just wanting the happy hour, um, that they just, that's their money story. That's what they just do. And it actually brings down their mindset and, and throws them into a scarcity mindset. Now you might be there. And now though you might not have yet related it to a rail drink versus a top shelf drink. Um, there is a difference in your um, services that you're offering, your services or your product that you're offering. Now, in my new world of um, essential oils, uh, I believe that this happens all the time. If you are on my doTERRA team or selling doTERRA or even in any network marketing company, um, there is always an opportunity to upsell more. And the thing is, you have to listen and oftentimes we don't listen. We think, oh, this is what majority of people buy, or this is what you know our company or um, you know I have sold the most of, or here's what I purchased, and so this is what I'm comfortable selling. But in reality, the customer is telling you that they have different issues and different needs, and uh, you're you're not hearing it. And so one of the upsells that I find that I do now on a, on a frequent basis, this is when someone gets started with doTERRA, uh, they most often start with a kit because it's actually a little bit cheaper of an option, um, Gets and it's more, you know, kind of bang for your buck, you get more product for a less price. Um, but I always tell people that they also want to add in are the oil to dilute your oils and the roller bottles to make your own rollers. And what happens is, if you don't do that, people are receiving their kit. They're receiving this whole bottle of oil. And right away, we're telling them to make a roller bottle. And they're like, what? Well, wait, I don't have the items to make that. And so now they're frustrated. Like, I remember going through this exact feeling. I got my kit and I thought, oh, now I need to go buy all of this other stuff. Now, at the time, doTERRA didn't have roller bottles. Um, But they did have fractionated coconut oil. So anyways, that may be over your head if you're not in the oil world. But if you're in it, this should make total sense. It's like the the things that are needed in order to use your oils um, in a topical way. So upselling them is helping people. It's actually giving them a solution to a problem that you actually created. And so we want to make sure we're the solution providers in this area and people aren't feeling like, well, now I got to order again. Um, Another example of this within doTERRA is a really, really simple one. It's actually one we don't even earn commission on, but it makes total sense is little sticker tabs for the top of their bottles. I would be really frustrated if I got started with doTERRA and I didn't have these little stickers to like label all the tops of my rollers that I'm making or the bottles that I'm, I'm receiving to begin with, because it's messy, like looking at the, all the tops of these uh, black bottles and having to pick up every single one to see what's, you know, the label is on the side. Um, it's just better upsell that little 50 cent extra add on, or of course you could give it as a gift. So be solution focused. So your upsell is actually you're helping serve that customer now or that client. Another example of this is if you work in a hair salon. So when I owned a hair salon, this one was huge for me, is I would watch these gals, you know, cut and, and color hair, and then the, the client would leave. And now the client has no tools in order to actually make their hair. Hair look similar to how you just made it look, and without selling them their shampoo and their conditioner and their styling products, they are simply not going to see uh, similar results. Now, I know they're not a hairstylist; they're not going to be able to make it exactly like you just did. But if you taught them how, that person is going to come back to you again and again and again. Actually, there are some insane statistics. Um, I think it's like close to seventy to eighty percent of people um, that uh, receive. Uh, product from their salon they're more apt to go back to that same exact salon because they know that that person has all of so- the solutions that they need now once you love that in every case in every industry that you're in in the industry that you're in you want that you desire that for the person to come back to you because you have all of the solutions for their needs right there right So I think, like I said, that it can be offensive. You maybe think that people um, can't afford something and so you don't suggest it. So your money story may be, well, they can just go grab some product at Target and it's so much cheaper than getting it at the hair salon. Or, um, you know, why not just drink a real drink or, right? Like you can kind of see how this all plays out. Now, I think that would be offensive, like the real drink, right? Not instead of top shelf. So now how do we get over this scarcity if some of these things are truly a reality that you do have a money story and you have a scarcity mindset how do you start selling more so if you have a feeling of lack but you need more without this feeling of like desperation what are the some tools that you can use to start working on right now so that it is easier for you to upsell so that you are serving your client better one of the biggest things is our language. Words really, truly do matter. I have an entire podcast on your words matter. Now this is about marketing and branding, but I believe that it is so strong with the language that we're using with ourself, um, with our company, with our products, with everything, um, our actions, whatever we're doing. And so we need that belief, the belief in ourself. And I feel that we find that, in scripture, in our Bible and finding verses, not affirmations, you know, not quotes, not, not, not anything, but finding scripture that we can lean on that helps us see ourselves for who we are and, uh, that we do serve people that we do love people, um, that we are encouragers, whatever that may be, just looking for those uplifting words to, um, to affirm, Uh, who we are in Christ. And so our language matters. Our language completely matters our language to ourselves that we're saying in our head on a regular basis. Um, it, It makes a very, very big difference. Number two is, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Now I know that this uh, may feel kind of a daunting statement, uh, especially if you're in a state of anxiety or depression. Um, I've been there, I've definitely been there and I know that I need something and I say need, I, I know I don't love that word. Um, it's kind of what you call a weasel word, but I know that I do, I desire, I shouldn't use that word. I desire to have, uh, a celebration or on a thing to look forward to, kind of like I say that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it helps me um with the feeling of scarcity. It helps me to feel like I kind of won the day. And so here I encourage you to celebrate uh small wins, like really small wins, like really um God moments, you know, those kind of little mini miracles. Uh, In our Bible study, we often will uh, go through uh, these and um, our leader, Natalie, will say, she'll like, what's an everyday miracle uh, that you have? And sometimes as people are sharing, I'm like, oh, that's such a tiny, small win. I wouldn't even acknowledge that, you know, as an everyday miracle, but it truly is. So finding those will help your day completely and write them down. Write them down when you do have a win, so that you can look back and not see, oh, that felt you know um, small, um, so small that I you know whatever um, or not significant. Or you're having a bad day and you need to know, hey, I've had some wins, right? I might be thinking, Tina, how does that have to do with upselling? Well, you need to see the value in yourself. You need to see that there's, you know, a bigger picture. You need to see that big vision. Um, And so I think all of these are really um, uh, important, important to be thinking about. Uh, The next one is be generous. So we talked about our language, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, now being generous. And if you don't hold your money so tight to you or your stuff so tight to you, Uh, and you are generous with your things, your money and your time, I believe it will come back to you tenfold. More will come. God will provide. Uh, You don't have to hold that so, so tight. Although that may feel like the opposite. Um, The more you're willing to give, I believe the more you are open to receiving. And the last one, This is one that I feel like is, you know, it's the thief of joy is comparison, uh, comparing you are truly devaluing your own strengths. Again, I believe the solution here is celebrating your wins apart from anyone else's wins. So it's not like I received this and they didn't. And so here's my win, right? No, without comparing anyone else, what are you celebrating as a win for just you? I know that these things will help you out of that scarcity mindset, will help you on a daily basis. And therefore, being able to see that your win is also their win. Their win is your win. It's not that one person wins and another one loses. This can be a win-win solution. For example, when I talk to someone about doing the doTERRA business with me, you guys, I win. If someone says like, I want to start this business with you, uh, they win too. (laughs) Like we both win. I earn an income off of them and the work that they do. And they win because they get to work with me, which I think is awesome that we get to work together. And I know that I know this business so darn well that they are going to succeed if they put the things into action that we discuss and we plan, right? And they win because they get to be part of a really amazing company. I have this belief. I can tell you this in confidence and I truly believe it. It isn't egotistical. It isn't uh, me being you know, cocky. It's truly the confidence that I have that I am upselling this business. Uh, I am moving people a lot of times from being a customer of mine to wanting to sell and serve. And therefore I'm upselling to serve these people and to help them. It happens all the time. And I absolutely love that this gets to be a part of what I get to do. Now, just to uh, like kind of wrap this all in a pretty bow, I want you to think about this. Don't sell what you think someone else like can afford, or you think someone else wants, sell them what they need. And I think that they are going to feel heard in this completely. Um, because I want them to, I want to see that they get what they want, that you win, that they win. And it comes out in a beautiful story. I have story after story of people saying yes to me, Um, in this business, um, saying yes to me uh, in this uh, world of essential oils. And they say thank you to me on such a regular basis. And I know that that was me helping them, um, you know, upselling or just selling and truly being able to serve them and give them what they desire, give them what they want and have not have this scarcity mindset or this lack of, Um, Anything. And so I hope this was helpful for you if you are um, maybe struggling or um, not knowing your worth or not understanding what it is you do and who you um, like that, who you serve, what more you can serve um, with people or how you can serve people better is what I'm attempting to say. I hope that this was helpful for you. So thank you for tuning in to episode 72. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow. Yes, every single day of the week for 90 days straight. Uh, we will be back here at episode 73 of the Tina Talks podcast. Bye guys.